Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast, hosted by Linda Hunt, an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author. With over 30 years experience in senior management roles and a deep passion for creating inclusive environments, Linda brings us unmatched expertise and credibility to our discussions. Join us as we explore transformative power of accessibility and inclusion in today's world. Through captivating conversations, Linda shares her wealth of knowledge, provides practical solutions, and sheds light on the latest trends and advancements in the field. Whether you're a business owner or disability advocate, or simply curious about the world of accessibility, this podcast is your go-to resource. Get ready to unlock new perspectives, break down barriers, and embark on a journey of empowerment. Are you ready to create a more inclusive world? Let's begin. Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. So hello, Accessibility Solutions listeners, and thank you so much for joining us again for this episode of Accessibility Solutions Podcast, Making the World Accessible. So very pleased to have a guest with me today. So I'm so pleased to have a guest with me today, Drosella Mogare-Wera. And we are going to have a discussion around leveraging language diversity for success. So Drosella is the diversity trust builder. She is a number one international best-selling author, award-winning community leader, and founder of the Diversity in Action Global Movement, which consults with corporate decision makers on how to increase productivity and profitability by up to 50% through championing diversity in their industry. Drosella speaks five languages, and she is a champion of language diversity in schools and in the workplace. So welcome, Drosella, to podcast. I like the concept of uh, language diversity because the work that we do at Accessibility Solutions is is all about eliminating barriers, and barriers come in in many forms. Uh, certainly, language being being one of them. So, embracing diversity from the language perspective. Let's give me a little bit of an overview of how that looks in the work that you do. So first of all, I want to thank you for what you do and for inviting me on this podcast. The language plays in what I do because sometimes it is overlooked. As our communities become more diverse and diverse, we should think about how do we include them at the workplace, in our communities, in schools. And also from my experience, English is my fifth language. And sometimes people see our names and they think we don't speak English, but we do if I take the American text. And uh, sometimes also people say when they come to us, they have to learn. Yes, when we come, I came as a refugee in America in 2009. And uh, I want to tell you, I was educated. I was a member of parliament and the government, but my transcripts or my degree didn't transfer because people thought I was not qualifying to form in America. And uh, when I talk about not leaving skills, because people were assuming that they don't speak the language of the land, they have the skills behind in the talents. How do we help them to leverage those skills and empower them to learn the new language of land and also at the workplace, there are people who want to champion and to welcome other people who are coming in the workplace, but they don't communicate very well. Like 
let us talk about people who are in the front desk, who are in the customer service. So when you teach them another language, so they can help people who are coming to see them to know what they want, and then they can serve. So if you empower people from foreign born and give them opportunity to learn the language of the land, being English, being French, Spanish, or another one, it benefits you as an employer. Because in this time or so where people are craving to have employees who are staying longer at the workplace, this is an opportunity for them to grow the business. And it has been proven that the Scandinavian countries, most of them speak three or four languages. The economy is going up because they are leveraging the languages at school. One way or so, when people can help people who do not speak fluently the language of uh, business is to have like a language line. Sometimes people use like Google Translate, but sometimes it translates the opposite. But uh, a language line is a professional line where we have access to multiple interpreters who can help you. And also if you work with universities who are giving English, for example, as a second language, people can catch up quickly. So empowering your employees and giving them the capabilities to be fluent in the language you are working in, but also supporting the university collaboration with the university is an, a way of uh, bridging the gaps and that, you know, it, it benefits you and it benefits the community. Yeah. And I, I think that I can certainly make the parallel in terms of you've indicated that if, if people are given the tools that they can add to the diversity, equity and inclusion in your business. And it's the same if you're employing persons with disabilities that may require different tools. But again, it shows that your business is open to that diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility culture that gives your business a positive outlook for your customers. So your customers are aware that you have actively embraced that diversity, equity, inclusion culture within your business. And it's very important and regardless of what those barriers are. So if it's a person with a disability that needs some accommodations to be able to work in your workplace, or as you said, someone that has potentially a language barrier, making sure that you've provided the tools for that person to be able to thrive in your workplace, despite the fact that they have a different, you know, a different language. And I like the fact that you say English is your fifth language. So you learned, you know, you four other language. I mean, I only speak English, so and a little bit of high school French <laughs> because I live in Canada. <laughs> it's our other mm-hmm. official language, but I know a lot of the work that I do, we have uh, sign, sign language interpreters because, again, that is, you know, people who are either deaf or have hearing loss acquire sign language interpreters. And that is another form of language. And that's a tool that enables persons with a disability being deaf or, or having hearing loss to have a tool to be able to thrive within a workplace setting, potentially, quite often we see it almost almost all the times when you'll see news broadcasts with politicians speaking, they quite often have a sign language interpreter that's interpreting. Closed captioning is another perfect example of where closed captioning, you know, the, the words are running below the, the video so that uh, someone that's deaf or has hearing loss can read what's being spoken. 
I don't even mind watching closed captioning because for me, I can, you know, I can visually see what's being spoken. So that I think, yeah, you, you know, it's that whole concept of embracing diversity and what that looks like is different, uh, whether it's um, a disability barrier or a language barrier, um, it's just being equitable and inclusive for everyone. So the, the, you know, the message that you bring in terms of diversity being good for business, we, you know, have the same message that accessibility is good for business, because I agree, you know, we're in the same era of there being a critical labor shortage and being mm -hmm. and being able to address those barriers, be it a language barrier or a disability barrier, it really opens up the untapped labor pool that can be working in your uh, business. So very much a similar message that we're sharing there. And just equity is just equitable for everyone. So I agree. And people sometimes ask me from which language they can start to promote. Just do a needs assessment with your clients in your community and start from there because we just have to start from the backyard and the surrounding. Yes. If it's just to start even from one language, second language, but, uh, you know, bilingual normally is seen as a person who speaks at least two languages. But sometimes when you don't speak Spanish in our area, you are not counted as bilingual. So these are the things we have to give equitable consideration to other languages to other nationalities we serve yes because you know we're very much in a i know certainly in our community um you know we've we've seen such a cultural diversity mm -hmm. and there are a lot of uh families in our community that english is not their first language at home and having that recognizing that cultural diversity and the fact that children are entering school expecting to speak English, where English is not the language that they've learned at home for the first, you know, four years of their lives. And so that, you know, the society has to recognize that, you know, we don't all fit into the same box. I like your, I, I know, so I'm in Canada, and we have two official languages, English and French, but I do spend a lot of time traveling where the native language would be Spanish. For me in high school, we had to take high school French because it was the second official language in Canada. But if I had to look back at my high school self and say, what would be a better language for me to have spent my time learning? From where I am now, it definitely would have been Spanish because I would have had way more use for Spanish than I would uh, have for French. I occasionally go to uh, the province of Quebec that, <laughs> where they speak French, but uh, not very often. So You can still learn Spanish now. Yes, yes, I could. Apparently they have these apps now. You can learn multiple languages. And as I liked your I liked your reference to Google Translate. I've used that myself to be able to communicate, especially via email with, uh, if I'm uh, emailing, uh, in fact, I was just emailing uh, someone in Puerto Rico uh, a couple of uh, days ago, and I was using Google Translate to be able to get my message across in Spanish, because I knew that was going to be much easier than them trying to and then trying to decipher what I was trying to say in English. So, uh, so there, yeah, there are tools available to us, uh, which is good for us to be able to use. So just uh, as we wrap up, what if, you know, I'd, I'd like to get kind of your final thoughts, your little golden nugget, your takeaway on diversity from a language perspective. How I, we say accessibility is good for business, but I think diversity in language, as you've pointed out, is, is also good for business. So yeah, your kind of final thoughts as we wrap up. 
Yeah, and they did develop a tool, five ways to leverage language diversity for success and profit. And people can access that to my drusella360.com. So to show the corporations and other organizations how they can go by, including diversity as a priority so they can be successful. And I want also to say that imagine if every person, I know in America, many learn at least a second language. Imagine if a second, if every person could master the second language, no matter the industry they are in, we can have multilingual people. And then investing in the language, it gives you another way of thinking, of dealing with people, of connections. It's like giving you a key to the VIP world class. So I just encourage employers, especially this moment when we have a shortage of employee attention to dig deeper to see how uh, language diversity can benefit them and can benefit our communities. Perfect. That's, you know, a great way to wrap up. And uh, that tool will make sure is included in the show notes. And, you know, as, as somebody that works uh, with business in, in that whole diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility space. Uh, language diversity is only something that we can include in the resources that we've got for business as well. So, uh, Drusella, I want to thank you for, for joining us on the podcast today. And uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you for tuning in. If anything that Drusella or I have discussed resonates with you, please feel free to share this episode with somebody that you think may be interested. And until next time, cheers. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Accessibility Solutions Podcast hosted by Linda Hunt. We hope these discussions have inspired you and provided valuable insights into the world of accessibility and inclusion. If you're ready to take the next steps in creating an accessible and inclusive environment, we invite you to book a personalized accessibility solutions consultation with Linda. As an experienced accessibility consultant, Linda will work closely with you to develop innovative solutions tailored to your unique needs and challenges. Together, you'll navigate the complexities of accessibility regulations, explore inclusive design principles, and implement practical strategies to ensure equal access for all. Don't miss this opportunity to make a real difference, visit our website at solutionsforaccessibility.com. And that's the number four. So solutionsforaccessibility.com. Schedule your consultation today. Let's transform your space into an inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. Stay tuned for more empowering episodes as we continue our journey towards a more accessible world.